following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. Good morning. Well, today is Palm Sunday. The warning shot across the bow of pastors across the world that next week is Easter, so you better get ready. <laughs> well, in truth, on Palm Sunday, we remembered Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, riding on the foal of a donkey, uh, walking on the cloaks of his followers spread on the road, and palm branches being waved, and shouts of Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Thank you, kids, for reading that account for us this morning. This week is uh, the beginning of what is often called Passion Week or Holy Week, where the New Testament describes the daily activities and accounts of Jesus' ministry um, around, in and around Jerusalem uh, leading up to his death on the cross on Good Friday and his resurrection on Easter Sunday. Well, we've spent the last few weeks focusing on Jesus' birth that we celebrate at Christmas. Uh, and in the week to come, we will remember his death um, on Good Friday, here Friday at 6.30, and his resurrection Easter Sunday, sun, uh, Sunday at Sunrise-ish, 7 a.m. Well, today I want to focus on something that happened in between <laughs> those, those times, somewhere in between Christmas and Easter. And it's, it's a significant day, a significant event, as significant as the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on that donkey. And that's the day that Jesus was given his name. Um, so turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2 and verse 21. Yes, just verse 21. Uh, that's page 857 in the Pew Bibles. Luke 2, 21. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. May the Lord's blessing be on his word. Let's pray. Father, these words that are recorded for us here are not insignificant. None of your words are insignificant. They all hold rich meaning and truth and wisdom. We pray, Lord, that you would guide us in our study this morning, that we would know you, the power of your name. For it is in your name we pray. Amen. So, Joseph and his wife... I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> dramatic, not mm, mm, 
Mary, and Joseph, in obedience to the law of Moses, specifically Leviticus chapter 12, um, eight days after Jesus was born, they had him circumcised and officially named him Jesus. There are... Um, there are significant events here in this one verse. Um, we're not going to read all of Leviticus chapter 12, but before your nap this afternoon, you may want to give it a try. Um, lots of uh, ceremonial laws there. Um, but it is significant that Jesus was circumcised. Um, Circumcision was a seal of the covenant between Yahweh and Abraham. Um, and if you're new to reading the Bible, when you notice the word Lord typed out in all capital letters, that is significant because they have replaced the name Yahweh with the word Lord. I kind of wish they didn't. I'd like to read Yahweh. But I didn't get that job. So it's okay. Now you know the truth and may the truth set you free. So circumcision is the seal of the covenant between Yahweh and Abraham that God would make Abraham a great nation. And all the world would be blessed through his offspring. And that offspring is Jesus. Um, for the Jewish people, circumcision was symbolic of the putting off of sin. Um, and for Jesus to be circumcised, even though he had no sin, this was a token that he belonged to God's covenant people. Um, that he was a member of Abraham's race. So he took on the emblem of the purification of sin so that he would be like his, his brethren in every way except for sin itself. Galatians 4, 4 and 5 said, um, when, the f when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Jesus lived his earthly life in complete obedience to the law of Moses. There was no sin in him. It's the law of Moses that defines what sin is. Not culture, not public opinion. The law is what defines what sin is. We've done the exercise together before of going through the Ten Commandments and see how well you score. How many have you never violated? We're all 0 for 10, I guarantee you. Jesus, however, wasn't. He was 10 for 10 and still is. He lived his life in complete obedience to that law. There's no sin 
in him. And now he lives as a fulfillment of the law for us who have faith in him. We can't obey the Ten Commandments. Jesus can, and he did so for us. So his circumcision on the eighth day was significant. It, in this first earthly act of obedience, though he had no say in it, uh, he still shed his first drops of blood in obedience to the law. And on his last day, on the cross, would shed streams of blood for us. His first and last acts of obedience in this life cost him his blood. That's not insignificant. But what I'd like to focus on more today is the significance of the naming of the Savior. Um, um, Back in chapter 1 and verse 31, forgive me, the angel Gabriel announced to Mary, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Um, Mary, help me, Lord. Mary wasn't the only one to receive that announcement. Uh, Matthew uh, 1, 20-21 records the angel announcing the same to Joseph in a dream. Uh, where he says, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So, of course, you know how much I love three-point sermons. So, the first point is, of course, that naming the child Jesus was an act of obedience. So, something to note here for you language nerds. I love this sort of stuff. The way we pronounce the name Jesus isn't right. <laughs> We're going to keep doing it, but it's not the way the first century church did. It's not the way that Gabriel said it to Mary or Joseph in the dream. It's not the way that Mary and Joseph would have said it or pronounced it. Jesus is the English pronunciation of the Greek name, Jesus, which is actually the Greek transliteration from Hebrew, the name Yeshua, which in English we, of course, pronounce Joshua. Now, aren't you glad you know that? That doesn't mean that we should start calling the Lord Jesus the Lord Joshua, um, nor the Lord Yeshua. I suppose you can if you want. We mean the same one. But what it does mean is that 
There is meaning in the name of Jesus. Meaning that was assigned by the Lord God when he instructed Mary and Joseph about what to name their son. He didn't just pick a random name out of a hat and thou shalt name him Dave. You know, it's no. Naming the Savior Jesus was in fact a word of prophecy. Matthew records, again, the words of the angel to Joseph in a dream. Uh, she, shall, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The name Jesus, no matter how you pronounce it, Yeshua, Jesus, um, the name Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh is salvation. That's not like, uh, that's not random. You know, names have meaning. We've talked about different names so far and, and how that uh, meaning of individuals' names in the scripture kind of tells their story, just like my name and the meaning of my name, Heath. It means a low, swampy area. Um, you know, rich, full meaning there. Not like my sister, who is a pretty pink flower, Heather. I get the swamp. Yeah, it's worked out. Yeah, My favorite area, Route 25, you drive through the Heath, right? Mm-hmm. Well, think about Jesus' name in Hebrew, Yeshua, Joshua. Who else is named Joshua in the Bible? Joshua actually is named Joshua in the Old Testament. And who is he? He was the leader of Israel after Moses. What's significant about Joshua is that he led the people of Israel finally into the promised land. The Lord Jesus followed the same pattern of Joshua by leading his people out of the wilderness of sin and into the promised land of his kingdom through faith in him. One of my favorite places uh, when I went to the Holy Lands um, was to visit Mount Nebo. And Mount Nebo was the place where Moses stood and this is not in Israel, not in the promised land. He stood on the border of the promised land and got to look in and see the land that God had promised to his people, but he wasn't allowed to enter. And it's a wonderful and heartbreaking place to visit. So Moses didn't get to lead the people into the promised land, but Joshua did because Yahweh is salvation. He saved the people from the Egyptians, he saved the people from the wilderness and delivered them to the promised land. That's not insignificant. Jesus' name is in complete harmony with his work. Yahweh is salvation. Naming the Savior was an act of obedience. It was a word of prophecy and it was also a promise fulfilled. See, three points. How easy that is. Yahweh is indeed salvation. 
It is by faith alone in the name of the Son, Jesus, that we are saved. There's a great story in Acts chapter 5. After Peter and John had healed a lame man in the name of Jesus. Remember the, the old song, silver and gold have I not, but what I have I, uh, I give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. I won't sing it. Sorry, Ben. You can sing it for, you want to sing it? Yeah. And there's leaping, jumping and leaping and praising God, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Acts chapter 4, verse 5. And on the next day, after they healed the lame man, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas, and the, uh, Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander, who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then... Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, By him, this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is no other name. Under heaven, by which we must be saved. That is a significant statement, my friends. There is no universal salvation. There is no good people go to heaven just like all the dogs. There is only salvation in the name of Jesus. Not Buddha, not Muhammad. Not Allah, not Joseph Smith, not anybody else does a long list. Only the name of Jesus. No amount of good deeds or religion, no name of any other God or prophet has the power to save people from their sin. Only the name of Jesus. And the call on his name is to believe all he said and to trust all he did and to obey all he commanded. There is power in that name. Philippians 2, 4 says, let each of you not only uh, look, not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, 
even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Can you say amen to that? All that we believe in and confess is summed up in that one name. There is one question above all other questions that we must be able to answer correctly. And I'm going to tell you what it is and tell you the answer so that you know. If you were to stand before God today and he were to ask you, why should I let you into my kingdom? That is the most important question that we could answer. And what is the answer? That one name, Jesus. Why should I let you into my kingdom? Because of Jesus. Because the truth is, God shouldn't let us into his kingdom, not based on our own worth, not based on our own good deeds, not based on our heritage, not based on our qualifications, only because of Jesus. Jesus took our sin upon himself so that we could enter God's kingdom. Jesus perfectly fulfilled the law, obeying every little mark so that we could enter God's kingdom. That's the most important question and the most, the only correct answer. The only correct answer. It's the name Jesus. All that we do, we do in that one name, Jesus. The early church turned the world upside down with the name of Jesus. Even if it cost them their lives, the name Jesus secured their eternity. If the name Jesus costs us our lives, we don't want it to like inconvenience us. But if it were to cost us our lives, it wouldn't matter because all that we take out of this life is the name Jesus. All your accolades, all of your money, all of your sweet woodworking tools, they're not going. Only the name Jesus will accompany us out of this life. You can line your coffin with silver and gold, but it won't go with you. All that we take is the name of Jesus. Without the name of Jesus, Christmas is just about Santa. Without the name Jesus, Easter is just eggs and a bunny. Without the name Jesus, we are among men most to be pitied. Without the name of Jesus, we are all bound for destruction. What name has ever been given that promised more and disappointed less than the name Jesus? 
He is all we need. In his name, we have new life. We have new purpose. We have new hope. We have a new family. We have a new home. His home. God's eternal kingdom is our home. Not this. All because of the name Jesus. Can you say it with me? Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Amen. To the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, this is a brief word this morning, but the most important word, that Jesus is Lord. We call upon that name for forgiveness of sin, salvation, and adoption into your family. Lord, may all those who hear my voice this morning hear your voice and call on your name. Every day, not just that altar call moment. May we call on the name of the Lord Jesus every day for help and for strength and for direction and for guidance and for power. May our lives be pleasing to you because all that we do, we do in your name. Be glorified in your church, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. If you'd like to participate in the mission of Crossroads Church through financial support, checks can be mailed to Crossroads Church, Post Office Box 576 West Ossipee, New Hampshire, 03890.